Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. And I do believe, because not because I just one day got up and thought, oh, I feel this burning in my heart. Jesus is the Messiah. No, I was an atheist. I read the Bible, and I looked at prophecy, and I looked at archaeology, and I looked at the evidence of the scriptures and history, and the Smithsonian says that, hey, everything in the Bible, archaeologists have found that to be true. There's nothing that has been proven wrong in the scriptures, not historically, not prophetically, not archaeologically. And so when Jesus says he's the truth, I believe he's the truth. Why? Because he came, he rose again. A non-Christian historian wrote about Jesus rising again from the dead. You can read Josephus, and you just look at all the evidence and all the facts. And so here's the thing. I want to know the truth, and I want to know what God wants me to know about the truth. Why? Because I don't want to be deceived. See, I was already deceived once before I was a Christian, and I lived in deception because I deceived myself into telling myself, well, I'm God, and I make the rules, and it's going to be an awesome life. But really, anybody who's ever, how many of you tried to be God? It's, it's terrible. I mean, it doesn't work out very well because most of you are not that smart. I mean, and to take the role of God, it's like, it doesn't work out. And so I thought I was God. I was an atheist. Hey, there's no God. I'm God. Hey, terrible life. But I have come to the reality through study and through God revealing himself to me that Jesus is the Messiah and that he is the truth. And when I seek him and I live my life the way he said life should be lived, I experience peace and love and joy and life is good. And many other people experience the same thing. It's not just me. And so I want to know the truth. I don't want to be deceived. So that's why we read the scriptures. That's why we encourage you to read the Bible. See, more and more people are going to teach weird things, and you need to know what you believe. And so he says that they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. So they could have been saved. They didn't have to go through the tribulation. They wanted to go through it. And I have friends who've told me, yeah, I'm going to go through it. I don't care. Man, I'm going to party. It's going to be awesome. That's because they've never been to Russia. (laughs) They've never been to China. See, Americans, we live in the lap of luxury, and a lot of the benefits that we have here in our nation come from having many Christian founding fathers. And the history of this nation was founded upon biblical principles. Many of our laws about lying or murdering, and and you go to court in the judicial system, a lot of it came from Christians who were involved in that, and the Constitution, and all those things, a lot of influence from Christianity. You go outside America, and you go live in other worlds where Christianity has not much influence, and you don't want to live there. And so, Paul's telling them, hey, they could have been saved, but they rejected the truth. Verse 11, he says, and for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. See, when they reject the truth, they're going to believe a lie. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So when you reject the truth and you choose to live for unrighteousness and in unrighteousness, then you're going to believe a lie. And those people will be deceived by the Antichrist. And you say, well, Pastor Bob, that's not fair. Okay, then I would say whoever thinks that's not fair, invite Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to go through that. Well, what if I don't want to? Well, you have the choice to reject the truth, but here's what's going to happen. I mean, so I mean, it's like everyone has a choice. You can choose to believe the truth, or you can choose to believe a lie. And you know, when you look at it, we have a girl who goes to church here who she told me, she said, you know, Pastor Bob, 
I didn't know what was the truth. And so she said, you know, I went to BSU and I took classes on religion. And then she said that she came to church here one day on Easter and she saw the Easter play and she heard the gospel, just a simple, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And she said, that just rang true, like that was true. And she said, I invited Jesus into my life and it's changed my life. And now she's involved here in ministry and she serves the Lord. And for her, she knows that Jesus is the truth because she searched it out. She looked at all the other religions. She looked at all the other things in the world. And you know, for me, the same thing. I've studied it. I believe it. And the big thing is her life has changed. That's the big thing. And the Lord restored her marriage. She was divorced and the Lord brought her and her husband back together again. And for me, that's the big deal is a changed life. And you could talk to my family. If you want, you can get my mom on the phone. And you say, hey, is Bob different now <laughs> than when he was an atheist? She'd be like, ooh, they always say this. He'd probably be in prison or dead. I mean, that's what they say. Now, I know you think, oh, Pastor Bob, he's so sweet. How could they say that? Well, they knew me. <laughs> so, but, you know, I wasn't always sweet like Susie. You know, I mean, God changed my heart. He changed my life. And you think, well, he'd do it for anybody. And so Paul's just saying they reject the truth they're going to believe a lie they're going to be messed up they're going to go through a lot of problems and it's not just the tribulation period it's now too you know people who reject the truth man their marriages are messed up their families are messed up their life is messed up because they're not living the way god said to live so he goes on and says verse 13 we are bound to give thanks to god always for you brethren beloved by the lord because god from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth. Now, don't you love that? I underlined there in verse 13 that because God from the beginning chose you. I love that. Spurgeon used to say, it's a good thing that God chose you before the foundations because if he knew you now, he wouldn't choose you. So it's like, he chose you. I love that. And he goes on in verse 14. It says, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. He called you gospel, the good news. And so God has chosen you for salvation, not for wrath. I love Ephesians 1, 4, where it says, just as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. So God has chosen you to be saved, that through Jesus Christ, you can be a son of God, a, a daughter of God. You can be a child of God, and that God knew before the foundations of the world that you would choose him. And so, so awesome. Paul's saying, you know what? We give thanks because even though all that bad stuff's going to happen for those who reject the truth, for those who don't want to believe the truth, for those who want to reject Jesus, but you know what? Praise God. You have Jesus in your life, and God has a plan for you. He's chosen you. He goes on in verse 15, and he says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the tradition which you were taught, whether by word or our epistle. And so he's saying, don't believe the false doctrine. Listen to the epistles that I wrote you, the first epistle. And he's saying, verse 16, now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Now this is important in verse 16 and 17. So get the picture here. These guys are being beaten. They're being imprisoned because they love Jesus. And what does Paul say to them? He says, you need to look to Jesus. He loves you. And what does he say? He, he points them to Jesus. They're all upset. They're all freaking out. The rapture happened. We're in the tribulation. Ah, we're being persecuted. And what, is, what does Paul do? He points them to Jesus. And notice what he says in verse 17. Let Jesus, the one who died for you, the one who gives you grace, let him comfort your heart and establish you in every good word and work. See, whatever you're going through, whatever trial, you lost your job, you're going through you know, some horrific thing in a relationship with somebody, you need to look to Jesus to be the one to comfort your heart. And, and this is such a powerful truth because when you lock onto this, whatever comes your way, 
you're going to make it through. Because if you look to Jesus to be the one to help you to navigate the storms of life, then you're going to make it through fine. In fact, Jesus said, you know, there are two kinds of people. He said, the storms, they come to every single person. He said, but there are, there's one kind of person who goes to church, hears the words of Jesus, and doesn't do them. And he said, when the storms comes on that person, their house collapse. That's just a religious person. Goes to church, hears it, doesn't do it. But Jesus said, the person who hears my word and does them, when the storms of life come, Jesus said, you know what? The storms will come, and, and your house will be shaken, but because you have the right foundation, you're going to stand through the storm, and you're going to make it through. And I get to see that every day, every week, every month, every year here at church. I see people go through crises and trials and horrific things, and the ones that hear the word and do the word, they're like houses built on the rock. They have a firm foundation. God helps them through it. It's difficult. They cry. There's trials. There's drama. But then I see people who, they come to church, they hear it, they don't do the word, and when the storms come to their life, they crumble. Things just fall apart, and it's sad. But, but you know, the good news is God gives you freedom to choose how you want to live. You can choose to hear the word and do it, or you can choose to say, you know, I'm pretty awesome. I'm going to make up my own rules, <laughs> you know, and that's awesome. You can try that out, and if you're onto that thing, then you should come talk to me because I want to ask you in a couple years, hey, how's it working for you? Uh, because, you know, I've tried it, and I know thousands of other people have tried it, and uh, whenever I ask them, how's it working for you, the answer is always the same. It's miserable. So Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. He's chosen you. He has good things in store for you. And my question is, are you seeking him? Are you saying, Lord, what do you want to do in my life? What do you want me to be doing? We're living in the last days. You could come at any time. I want to be using my time for your kingdom. I want to be serving you. I want to be doing the things that you created me to do. You all know Ephesians 2.10. You know what that says? I didn't put it up on the screen because you know it, right? It says, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus that we should walk in those good works that he has foreordained that we should walk in. He created you as a unique person to do unique things. He has a plan for your life. And so he wants us to be seeking him, to be doing those things that are. Now, that doesn't mean you're all going to be a pastor. You know, we got too many weird pastors. I mean, so, you, but God has a plan for you, whatever that is. Wherever you work, wherever you go to school, whatever your neighborhood, whatever you're doing, God has things for you to do. He has given you gifts and abilities and talents. And, you know, when you realize, man, the world's falling apart. Jesus is coming back. How should we live? Well, we should be saying, God, I want to be seeking you. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. And I want to do whatever you want me to do. Because when you come, Jesus, I want to be doing what you want me to do, right? I want Jesus to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. I hope Jesus comes when church is going on and I'm preaching a Bible study. I'll be like, whoa, hallelujah. I don't want him to come when our dog chewed up our couch and I'm screaming and in afraid. <laughs> you know, our dog hasn't done that yet, and it's not a prophecy. So anyways, we're out of time, so we're going to stop there. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight, and uh, Lord, we, we just love you, Jesus, and we're so thankful that, Jesus, you died for us, and, and we pray that, Lord, you would just continue to stir our hearts, fan the flame, Lord, of our love for you. We want to just love you more and more, Jesus. We want to know the truth. We want to follow you. We want to obey you, and we just pray, Lord, that you would stir our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Well, if you have never invited Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step to having a thankful life. And if you would like to invite Jesus into your life today, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that today. So would you bow your heads with me today? If you would like to invite Jesus into your life, we're going to pray together, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And if you believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross and that you want to receive forgiveness of your sins, you can simply repeat after me as I pray this prayer and you can invite Jesus into your life. And so you saints, you pray with us, help them out. So if you'd like to invite Jesus into your life, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I ask you now 
to forgive me of my sin. I invite you into my life and ask you to help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to give you a Bible and and help you on your way with the Lord. And that is the first step to experiencing the riches in Christ is to receive Him into your life. And then to keep following Him, to read the Bible, to be in fellowship, to go to church, to worship Him, to pray, all of those great things. Uh, So we're going to stop there tonight because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.